Good afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we're happy to have you on board today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of a community that is that is interested in learning. Uh, thank you for being a part of a community that that truly wants to understand things. That truly wants to just yeah, you get in there and learn. I, I mentioned yesterday that I. It seems like just the art of learning is something that we're losing. Uh, day by day, but we're just the love of learning, uh, just this desire to uh, to just know things. You know, we've got these these competing forces uh, that are that are vying for our attention, uh, entertainment obviously is, you know, um, I think it's going to win every time. And I don't think it should win every time. I, I think it should win some of the time. Uh, you know, I'm not anti-entertainment. As I said the other day, I, I, the other day, I love to be entertained. But, uh, I, you know, I I think that our students are are faced with this, this overabundance of, of entertainment and there isn't a, a love for learning that that's being instilled. There, and it's because there isn't this truth and beauty and goodness that is being uh, exposed to them, which, in, in my opinion, then creates this additional wonder. When students are exposed to to beauty and goodness and truth, there is this natural wonder that just bubbles up within them. This this wonder that oh, I just I want to know more about that. I want to learn more about that. And and you know that's that's the purpose and the point of a, of a nice classical education. But instead, uh you know some of the things we have, you know, being shoved down their throats is uh you know how can you be more diverse? How can you have more equity and more inclusion? How can you foster a spirit of DEI? Did you see this this public debate, this this very public argument between Musk and, and Cuban. I know you did. I mean, you had to be living in a hole, I guess, if you didn't. I'm not on Twitter. I don't have it. And, and yet I, you know, I'm still familiar with it. So I'm sure you are too. But on Twitter, there was this, it's not Twitter anymore, on X, uh, there was this, um, you know, Elon Musk made this statement. He said, DEI, is just another word for racism. Uh, adding that it, it discriminates on the basis of race, which is literally the definition of racism. This is Musk. And of course, Mark Cuban, you know, chimes in with this lengthy post about um, uh, how diversity, equity, inclusion are are good goals for companies to pursue, to, 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 to go after. Cuban says having a workforce that is diverse and representative of your stakeholders is good for business. I mean, sure, that's that's a true statement. Equity is a core principle of business, but your employees put your employees in a position to succeed. That's what you know. Cuban is telling Musk. Cuban says great companies create environments that reduce unnecessary stress of their employees. 
I'm not talking about quota or getting the product out the door stress, which in turn increases productivity. This is what inclusion is all about, making all employees, no matter who they are or how they see themselves, feel comfortable in their environment and able to do their jobs. Uh, you know what? You need to be doing that anyway. All right? You need to be offering uh, in your workplace uh, this environment where uh, employees feel comfortable, uh, you, you know, where they, they, they see themselves as as being able to do an excellent job. You know, that that should be happening regardless. And that can be happening without DEI being rammed down people's throats. So, uh, you know, Cuban gives this extremely long response and Elon Musk just replies, cool. So when should we expect to see a short white Asian woman playing on the maps or on the maps? playing for the maps, all right? If you're so into DEI, uh, you know what? Are we going to see a short, white, Asian woman playing for the maps? Then, of course, Cupid just, you know, he just goes off the rails. Uh, Since this seems to be the most common response, let me address it. And then he just goes into this super long, um, you know, diatribe of how, Diversity, equity, and inclusion is, you know, this this amazing thing. You got these two billionaires arguing on social media over diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, from from my standpoint, you know, Musk owned the argument, you know, but Cuban comes back and he uh, he says, "What makes the whole? What about the players' comment ridiculous? Is that it presumes?" All positions are hired based on some quantitative rather than subjective version of merit. They aren't. Even choosing the best basketball player is very much a guess, which is why the best players weren't always the first pick in the draft and some go undrafted. The reality is that most positions hired in a company don't have a quantitative metric that you can use to hire someone. How do you pick the best barista, sales assistant, marketing, or salesperson, etc.? More often than not, it's an educated guess. Well, um, there is some truth to that, but you make that educated guess based upon their, their merit, based upon their perceived ability not based upon what they look like. Okay, I'm just going to, you know what? Uh, Otherwise, you know, Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb would have never, you know, made it in the NBA. You know, these guys are shorter than me. Um, Of course, you know, I think both of them could uh, touch the the rim, (laughs) which clearly I cannot. Uh, you know, so it's it's Cuban. It shouldn't be based upon how you look. It's based upon your merit. It's based upon your ability. So this uh, Chicago pastor chimes in. He's a, a black pastor from the south side. His name is Corey Brooks. He says, I pastor one of Chicago's toughest neighborhoods on the south side. 
And uh, Mark Cuban's defense of DEI is deeply flawed for one reason. This poisonous ideology has no impact on my community, the very community it professes to help. Oh, so, uh, you know, now, you know, we've got two white billionaires arguing about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then we have this uh, black pastor from the south side of Chicago entering into the fray. Uh, he, he he says here that, you know, sometimes I laughed out loud at some of the claims. It was like listening to people who don't know you talk about you as if they knew you deep down. That's his, this is what he's, he's saying about Cuban and about others who spout the wonders and the amazingness of DEI. Uh, Corey Brooks continued that Cuban's assertion implied that the U.S. is systemically racist because that's the whole point. These proponents of DEI will, um, you know, part of their premise is DEI has to be something that we're all doing because, well, America is racist to the core, systemically racist. Every single facet of America is filled with racism. And this pastor says, I agree, there is racism, but not in the way he thinks. If Cuban came into my community, it wouldn't take him long to understand that this DEI ideology is profoundly flawed, has no impact upon us, and creates more racial divisions. And there it is. There's the truth. Absolutely, it creates more racial divisions because it gets us noticing uh, more racial things uh, outside of the outside of the norm, because then we start counting. Well, how many how many people of color do I? I need to hire more people of color, right? I I need uh, I don't have enough women, or um, uh, uh, clearly I need more Asians. It it turns us into racists instead of just looking at people for who they are on the inside. As King said, judging them by the the content of their character, instead of looking at at the character and quality of the individual, we're looking at um, at external physical things, and it's going to create racists. And that's the point, though. That's what they want. They want division. They want America to be divided at its core. They can't have us united around. The, the the foundational causes that created this beautiful country. They can't have us uniting around the idea of, of all of us being created equal with this glorious opportunity to pursue our goals and dreams. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Can't, uh, you know, we can't gather around that. All right, Corey, Corey Brooks continues. The reality is that the countless of diversity programs that came into being since the late 1960s have been abysmal failures. Nearly every one of them, if not all, profess to have the goal of uplifting poor Blacks after centuries of racial oppression. The original intent of affirmative action was true uplift by providing bootstraps. Was true, that might, that might, might be a typo. He might have said, 
might have meant to say the original intent of affirm, affirmative action was to uplift by providing bootstraps, such as better schools, teachers, and resources to uplift the undereducated segments of the Black population. However, Pastor Brooks continues, this process of development was too slow for the many white university presidents who wanted to increase the diversity on their campuses now. They don't want to wait for people to lift themselves up on their own. They had to, to create diversity now, in the moment. They moved away from development to cold racial preferences. Diversity, not development, became the new virtue of our times. At the same time, our community was bombarded with one liberal policy after another since the 1960s. Instead of embracing freedom and responsibility, too many of us allowed ourselves to be seduced into the culture of dependency. Those who could escape and make a life for themselves did, and many did, he recalled. But for those of us who have been caught up in the multi-generational cycle of societal governmental dependency, that is the only world they know. And we ask them to believe in the American dream Mm, Pastor Brooks is crushing it, but he's not done. He continues, this is the world of bad faith that I'm trying to reverse every day with my work in the streets, which includes overseeing the building of a community center that came after long years of struggle. Many kids in my neighborhood have made it out. One of them was just awarded a prestigious fellowship at NASA. The only tool I used with these youths the American principle. Mm, that was it. That's his tool, the American principle. What's the American principle? Well, he tells us, be on time. Say yes, sir. No, sir. Respect your elders. Be responsible. Be accountable. Save money. Build credit. Plan for the future. Be a parent. Get married. You fall, get back up. Never give up. Just do it. And then he throws in a little bit of Nike in there. Just do it. But he's not done. He continues. That is why I laugh out loud when I heard DEI advocates describe merit and punctuality as white supremacist values. Too many people were destroyed by this culture of dependency. And now they want to take away all the remaining lifelines to a life of possibility and future. He asks rhetorically, uh, and 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 that's true. That they were these DEI proponents, such as Cuban and others. I don't know if Cuban has actually said this, but the, the proponents say this: that they start talking about uh, white supremacist values, and and you know people of of color, the the of color community. Uh, needs to reject these white supremacist values, such as being on time, punctuality. Uh, and here we have a, a black pastor, Corey Brooks from the south side of Chicago, saying there's nothing white about this. This is American. These are American principles. Be on time. Show up. Be responsible. If you have an appointment at 3 o'clock, then show up at at 250, 255. Um, 
If you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. This there's 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 nothing color guided about this. Uh, this is just this is how we conduct ourselves. This is a way to conduct yourselves as a human. Uh, you know, we talked about the difference between wisdom and knowledge yesterday. The wisdom is is knowing how to think about a thing, or, or you know, knowing how to how to conduct ourselves. It's it's our thoughts, it's our words, and our actions. And this is part of it. You know, be on time. Say yes, sir. Say no, sir. Respect your elders. Be responsible. Be be accountable. You know, but but the Marxists who who scream these are all these are the values of the white supremacist. They just want to tear down a society. That's it. They want to tear down a society and raise a generation that that has zero wisdom and very little knowledge. Zero wisdom and very. You know what? I, I maybe I just need to start shouting that from the rooftops over and over and over because that's that's what we're up against and and this is what we're fighting against we're fighting against this movement that wishes to overtake our entire education system that just wants to just you know i guess the uh simple way to say it is that it just wants to dumb us down it wants to create this dumbed down society of people that uh, that are no longer wise. They don't understand even just the, the simplest way to behave, such as, you know, be on time, show up on time, be respectful, be responsible, be accountable, save money, build credit, plan for the future, do these things. All right, uh, we will pick this up on the other side of this break because I'm up against it. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. 
We are happy to have you on board. Happy to have you listening at americaoutloud.news on the world-class media player or on the app, live on the app for your Android, Alexa, your iPhone. Of course, you might be listening in podcast. Uh, Every show goes into podcast, usually within 24 hours. So either way you're listening, maybe iHeartRadio, it matters not. We're just grateful that you're there. Thank you for listening. So we've got this, we've got this very public spat going, this very public debate, this this DEI debate between two billionaires. Uh and and out of nowhere, we have this black pastor from the south side of Chicago. He interjects. Uh, and he basically is calling Mark Cuban out. Uh, you know, this 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 DEI initiative that you want so desperately from my community, this pastor says, is is garbage. Okay, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't use the word garbage. Uh, he, he says, this is why I laugh out loud when I heard DEI advocates describe merit and punctuality as white supremacist values. So he's laughing about this because he he tells the, the kids in his community, be on time, be punctual. But yet... Uh, you know, we have people of of billionaire Cubans ilk describing punctuality as a value of white supremacy, and it's a joke. It's uh, it, it it's it's full of lies, uh, and it is going to destroy a generation. That's the goal, my friends. That's the objective: to destroy a generation, thereby destroying the greatest country on the planet. Mm, yes, sir. All right. Uh, this pastor continues. Pastor Booker. Corey. No, I'm sorry. Brooks. Corey Brooks. Pastor Brooks. Uh, he says, too many people were destroyed by this culture of dependency. And now they want to take away all the remaining lifelines to a life of possibility and future. Yeah, so he's referring to the culture of dependency that was essentially instilled in the 60s and 70s by uh, liberal Democrat policies. Pastor Brooks continues, uh, what Cuban doesn't realize from his post is that the systemic racism that my community faces is not white supremacy, but post-60s liberalism. Bum, bum, bum. And there it is. There it is. He he just knocked the ball out of the park. This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with, with white supremacy, black or brown. This has everything to do with policy. Specifically, post-60s liberalism policy, which doesn't help. All it does is destroy liberalism destroys that's why it 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 blends so well with marxism because it destroys everything that it touches he continues with diversity and not development as its focus every one of those principles was created in the name of our inferiority mm. <laughs> oh man it wasn't about development 
It wasn't about enriching lives. It, it wasn't about deepening education. It was about diversity. Yeah, we need this number of black people, brown people, uh, very few white people. Um, you know, we need some women. And nowadays, you know, we need some lesbians. Uh, you know, we need some gay men. Um, we definitely need transgender, you know, people. You know, we definitely need men pretending to be women. I mean, that's that's a must. I mean, that's that's definitely a sign of diversity. We're growing, we're improving because we're diverse. Um, you know, but the focus isn't on quality. It's not on excellence. I mean, you know, we've <laughs> we've got pieces of planes, you know, you know, blowing off in mid-flight. There's no excellence here. There's no quality. There's no quality of education. There's no quality of life. There's no development of anything at all whatsoever. There's just destruction. Uh, pure and simple. Pure and simple. The pastor continues. It is my mission in life to develop strong individuals to the point where the thought of using race as an advantage would be an insult to their well-earned pride. Holy smokes. This is fantastic. This is this is Booker T. Washington stuff right here. This is George Washington Carver stuff. You know, this is um uh, this is excellent. Using race as an advantage would be an insult to their well-earned pride, an insult to their intellect, an insult to their capabilities, an insult to their skill set, an insult to their character. Mm, man, this is fantastic stuff. I will continue with this quote. We are only at the beginning of reversing the fortunes of our community, and we have a long way to go. We may not save everybody, but we know the harsh realities, and it is our refusal to look way to some false ideological comforts that gives us the best chance of giving these young Americans a good life. That is how you create a deep and meritorious talent pool. Uh, that is so well said. That, uh, you know, and that, I doubt that that would shut up, you know, Mark Cuban. Um, you know, but if anything is going to shut him up, it's it's that. It, it's it, it's these comments from Pastor Corey Brooks uh, that DEI is not um, it is it's not beneficial. It's not educational. It's not uh, it's not anything helpful. It's it simply is propaganda. It's Marxist propaganda brought to you by the left, being delivered uh, through uh, teachers in classrooms being delivered uh, through hierarchy of co corporations in the boardroom, being delivered through, uh, you know, officers in our military. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's, it's wherever they can get leadership. It's wherever they can get leadership. And the fact that they've, that they've got this proper propaganda machine filtering through our education system is a, a boon for them. And it's disheartening for us.
However, however, the more we talk about it, there is a, uh, where is that article here? The more we talk about it, the more we talk about this sort of thing, the more eyes are being opened. Uh, Luke Rosiak, here it is. This article is entitled, Vast Majority Believe Parents Should Be Able to Opt Out of Objectional Curriculum, which, of course, is a rejection of the left. A rejection, the flat-out punch in the throat to the left. The Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty surveyed 1,000 American adults between September 28 and October 5th as part of its annual Religious Freedom Index. And the results of the survey suggest that transgender advocacy in schools is losing is a losing proposition for Democrat politicians. At least, you know, if voters are paying attention, and I believe we are. More and more and more, I believe eyes are opening. I believe uh, that that parents are, are starting to turn and see the light. I know this audience is. In a consensus that is rare for any political issue, a whopping 74% of respondents agreed that parents should be able to opt their children out of public school curriculum on gender and sexuality that violates their religious beliefs or that they believe is not age appropriate. 74%. That's literally three out of every four American parents. I mean, that is, that's massive. Uh, it, it, in a consensus, that's rare. Absolutely, that's rare. Uh, statistically speaking, that is huge. When 75% of your audience polled uh, agree to, to one thing or the other, then you've got to pay attention to that one thing. You have to. You've got to be, you know, but is the left going to pay attention to it? No, they're going to double down. They're going to double down because uh, they they realize this is their only hope. The left policies don't win at the ballot box, so they have to cheat. Uh, you know, left policies are, are not successful, so they have to begin indoctrinating children at very young ages to to get children to think and and believe and and feel a particular way about these left policies. And that's the only way, because in a free and fair debate. On a stage, open debate, uh, these policies don't stand a chance with Americans. I mean, they, they might stand a chance, you know, with with a group of leftists in San Francisco or New York City or, or L.A., you know, but in, in America, in, in every day, uh, 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 you know, in the heartland somewhere, uh, in the Midwest, in flyover country, it's not standing a chance. These policies are pathetic. 74%. That is huge. But here's the good news. The article says that's 4% higher than when the question was posed in 2021. So it's creeping up. We've got this trend of eyes opening. And this is what's so exciting to me, is this the trend that's moving in this direction. Eyes are opening. Parents are seeing and and it's it's because we keep talking about it. Uh, it's it's because this show and and shows like it and 
uh, you know, people on social media keep sharing and we keep talking and we're going to keep sharing and we're going to keep talking and eyes are going to keep opening. Uh, 2021, the article says, was the height of the education culture war. This suggests that the left has lost ground as more Americans have seen examples of public schools concealing radical ideas under the banner of social emotional learning, sex ed, DEI, critical race theory, and you name it. Only a third of respondents agreed with a position mirroring that backed by teachers unions and many Democrats. Only a third. Only a third of the respondents uh, mirrored the position that's backed by teachers unions and Democrats. What's that position? What's that position you ask? I'm glad you asked it. It's a fine question. You know the answer to it. Public schools, this is the position, public schools are responsible for shaping the next generation of citizens and should have final say on what children are taught in schools. That question was posed on the survey. Uh, only a third, 33% of people. Now, it should be more than that. It should be, I mean, if 74% agree that parents should be able to opt out, then 74% should have disagreed that public schools are responsible for shaping the next generation of citizens and should have the final say on what children are taught. I mean, maybe they were confused by the first part because, yeah, public schools are responsible for shaping the next generation of citizens. But should they have the final say on what children are taught? No, uh -uh, absolutely not. No, that final say rests with you. It rests with me. It rests with parents, parents of the kids. We own and control that final say. The percentage who strongly agree, as opposed to uh, somewhat agree, uh, the percentage that who strongly agree with the parental rights position has also solidified, jumping nine points from 2021. 80% disagreed that schools should, quote, be allowed to hide information from parents about their child's decision to adopt a new name, new pronoun, or begin a gender transition. 80%. Holy smokes. That's huge. All right. Uh, okay, there's 80% of us out there. And it's probably higher. But even at 80%, listen, you, my friends, are, are not in the minority here. 80% of you believe that it's wrong for schools to hide information from you about your child and about your child adopting a new name, a different pronoun, or wanting to, to start a gender transition process. 80% of you, you are not alone. And so don't act like you're alone. Don't allow your voice to be silenced. Don't allow your voice to be drowned out by anyone. Because... There is so many more of you. I promise there are so many more of you. 76% disagreed that schools should be allowed to encourage children to transition to a different gender. 76 said, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Schools should not be encouraging my child to, uh, to want to be the other gender. All right, number one, it's impossible. 
it goes against the laws of nature and nature's God, by the way. It's impossible. You can't be another gender. I don't care if you have surgery. I don't care if you have things removed or things attached. You're you're never, ever going to be another gender. You are who you are. You are who God made you to be. God didn't make a mistake. There's no mistakes here with him. He made you spot on. All right? Johnny, you might be confused. And, and, and that's that's not your fault. You just need to, to talk to somebody to help you through that confusion. That's all. And it might not be easy. You know, it, it, it might be several conversations. It might take months. It might take a year or more. But Johnny, I promise you, it is a it is a fight worth making to work through the confusion. This needs to happen. And the majority of us agree. The majority of us believe this needs to happen. 76% of us said, no, the school should not be pushing this. 80% of us said, no, the school shouldn't be hiding this information from us. Uh, friends, I'm telling you, we are not alone. Doesn't it feel good? Think about that. Doesn't it feel good to realize that not only are you not alone, you are the majority here. This vocal minority that that seems to have their hands on the on the on the megaphone, they seem to be screaming to make everybody else think that uh, that that everybody else is is the bigot and everybody else is in the minority. It's not true. It's not true at all. Don't believe it. Don't fall for it. All right, we're up against it. We'll pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We are happy to have you on board America Out Loud Talk Radio. And uh, we're talking about eyes opening. You know, this this very public DEI debate between two billionaires uh, has uh, um, invited other people into the, into the conversation, one of them being a pastor from the south side of Chicago who is, who is just, you know, very politely, by the way, but who's lighting up Mark Cuban and his stance. And, and he's, he's telling Mr. Cuban that uh, DEI is not the solution. What is the solution is the removal of liberal policies. That's the solution. Well, we got to get rid of liberal policies. And I, I, I made the statement that our eyes are opening. And it reminded me of this article I came across uh, earlier this morning uh, in a survey sponsored by uh, or, or uh, conducted by the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty. This survey asked some telling questions, and the numbers here are huge. I, I can't overemphasize that enough. There, I, I can't use enough hyperbole. 74% agree that parents should be able to opt their children out of public school curriculum that deals with gender or sexuality and or violates their religious beliefs. And or maybe they feel it's not age appropriate. 74%. Those are massive numbers. 80% disagreed that schools should be allowed to hide information from parents, such as, you know, Johnny wants to change his name or Johnny wants a different pronoun or Johnny wants to begin gender transition. 80%. (laughs) I mean, I guess just repeating it doesn't doesn't make me... uh, uh, I think more aware of it, but I'm just, I'm shocked. Dean, why are you shocked? I, I, and you're shocked that it's, that, that it's that high. You know, part of me is yes. And I think, it, you know, part of me is shocked and maybe you're shocked too, is because we think that people don't think like us. We do. We get into this, um, this mindset that we're out here by ourselves, that we're out here on a hill alone, that we're on an island, you know, because we we just hear the constant mantra from the megaphone of the minority. You know what? But we need to take the megaphone back. And the way that we do that is you share your values, share your values, share your values. Anywhere you go, talk about your values. Um. Because these numbers are massive. We are not alone. 76% disagreed that schools should be allowed to encourage children to transition to the opposite gender. Well, I mean, this is uh, this is so exciting. This is such good news. I love this. I should have opened with this, but, you know, it's in my stack of stuff here. And sometimes I forget this stack is so deep. Uh, Lori Windham. She's the vice president and senior counsel at uh, the Beckett Fund. Here's what she says. Americans are making clear that no one can replace parents when it comes to raising children. Oh, you better believe it. 
You better believe it. She continues, that's a heartening sign for the direction of our nation and for every parent who wishes to pass on values and virtues to their children. Our nation is better when we allow parents to parent their children instead of the government. Uh, this, this line right here is great. That's a heartening sign for the direction of our nation and for every parent who wishes to pass on values and virtues to their children. So when you're sharing your your values, share them with your kids. Make sure your kids know what you think about this. If you feel like it's age appropriate, bring it up. I mean, you should bring it up if they've already heard it. If it's already been brought up to them, ask them. You know, if, if your children go to a public school, ask them, bring it up. Say, hey, you know, what's happening in your public school? Do you do you hear any of this talk? And if there's the slightest little yes, that is your invitation. Even if it's just the slightest, even if it's just, oh, I mean, I might have heard a little bit, but that is your invitation to uh, just, you know, just push that door open a little bit. Just step into that conversation. And you don't have to do a, a, a value dump and just, you know, and, 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 and one three-hour discussion. But that is your invitation to just, you know, creak that door open a little bit. And then you just start pouring your values into your child, little by little or lot by lot. I mean, you know, do it, just do it to whatever extent and degree you 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 feel necessary, but do it and do it often. Oh, pretend like you're voting in Chicago and do it early and often. I mean, just... I mean, that's the way that we take it back. That, that, that's that's how we're going to go about this. Uh, and there's, there's a couple other examples here in this article, you know, that talks about how they, they cite this, this deal in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, they say, for example, the school board prohibited parents from removing their children from lessons on sexuality, specifically arguing that it was because so many parents wanted to do so that it would cause a disruption. I know you remember this. We talked about it at length. Um, district uh, materials tell teachers that if a parent asks, quote, can I keep my child home when students are learning about LGBTQ topics? Um, then uh, the teachers should say, quote, parents always have the choice to keep their students home. Uh, however, it will not be an excused absence. That, that's what that's what teachers are are instructed to tell parents. Yeah, I mean you can keep your child home, but it's not going to be you know excused. I'm sorry, they're gonna they're gonna lose credit. They're gonna get a zero. Uh, it, it, you know these are the things that that we've got to be aware of, and 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 our eyes are opening to this. Uh, it says the state of California, meanwhile, paid a nonprofit that encourages kids to identify as genders, such as fox gender. Oh, I'm a fox gender. I'm a cat gender. I'm a I'm a whatever gender. So you know, California is paying this nonprofit to come in and and give these give these seminars, give these um, you know, give these talks in the school. Give these give these assemblies, uh, and they also instruct uh, 
schools and teachers how to hide this information from parents. Yeah, right. Here's how you hide this. Because they know 80% of us uh, don't think information needs to be hidden. And so they've got to come up with new ways to hide it. This includes a six-page document on which pronouns to use around kids and whether school staff needs to hide their use of these pronouns from their parents. Six pages. Uh, They take six pages to discuss this. Quote, it's not always the case that caregivers are supportive of their child's gender. This is what the document says. The document refers to you as a caregiver, not as a parent, but as a caregiver. It's, It's like, you know, you run a daycare center. It's not always the case that caregivers are supportive of their child's gender, their gender journey. In that case, if parents are not supportive or if the child is not out, that's not necessarily someone who will be part of the gender support team. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what uh, the director of training, Carla Pina, said at the group's annual Gender Spectrum Family Conference last year. That's a direct quote. Uh, I've got, oh, what I've got an article here from. Oh, listen to this. Okay, if you live in California, since we're on this topic, there is a. Um, there was. Let me make sure I I, I get this right here. Uh, there's there's a group called Protect Kids California, and they wanted to have a law put on the ballot. Uh, And they they wanted it to be uh, characterized in a way uh, that was uh, anti-transgender. They they launched a push for a ballot initiative that would crack down on child gender transitions. That's the language. This group, Protect Kids California, they uh, you know launched this push for a ballot initiative that would crack down on child gender transitions. Well, they've got to get signatures on this ballot initiative. In California, the state attorney general you know sees these ballot initiatives and they have the authority to title them. They can title them whatever they want. So this attorney general. In California, this Democrat, Bonta, Rob Bonta, instead of, of you know, calling this, uh, you know, whatever, you know, crackdown on child gender transition, um, he dubbed it, you ready for this? He dubbed it Restricts Rights of Transgender Youth Initiative. And that is the title in the official summary of his uh, office press release. That's the title that, that he gave this initiative. And so now you've got this group, Protect Kids California, and they've got to get signatures on this initiative. And they're going to their conservative base, trying to get signatures on an initiative entitled Restricts Rights of Transgender Youth. Uh, no, it's, it, that's, not, that's not the initiative. It's not to restrict the rights of transgender youth. It's to protect their children against gender transitions. And so it's creating this problem for them. 
one of the co-founders of the group who uh, is a school board member from Roseville Schools, Jonathan Zackerson, that's his name. Uh, he said they've received feedback from supporters who are confused. They're confused about this title and the description because both appear on the um, initiative ballot that you know petitioners have to sign. Uh, he said, a lot of the feedback is, why did you write the initiative this way? Of course, they're focused on the title and the summary. And we're like, well, we didn't write it. We didn't write the initiative that way. That was the Attorney General, Rob Bonta. He has the, the authority to write the initiative that way because the law gives him this permission. Uh, quote, while we do feel like it's going well, it definitely has an interfering effect on the process as well as from a donor perspective uh, and from the signature gathering effort, Zacherson said. Uh, you know, so when, uh, who was writing this article? Myriad L. Lordi. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Either name, I, I apologize. Uh, they put in a call to Bonta's office and Bonta's office said they could not comment on the initiative itself but said they take the responsibility of complying with procedure when issuing titles and summaries very seriously. Yeah, you bet they took it seriously. So here's what the um, initiative would do. It would ban puberty blockers. It would ban cross-sex hormones. And it would ban gender surgeries on minors. And it would discipline any violating doctors. It would also repeal the California law that allows males to compete in girls' sports and use girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. And finally, the initiative would prohibit schools from keeping a child's new gender identity secret from their parents. And the attorney general dubbed it restricts rights of transgender youth initiative. Yeah, how deceptive, how how, how purely evil is that? Uh, Protect Kids uh, California has to get more than 546,000 signatures from registered voters for this measure to be eligible for the ballot. Uh, and they need these, they need to submit these signatures uh, to election officials by May 28th of this year. So if you live in California, uh, you, the, the ballot initiative, unfortunately, is called Restricts Rights of Transgender Youth. But that is not the initiative. That is the deceptive title that the Attorney General, Rob Bonta, gave it. So if you live in California and you love your children, you love your grandchildren, you need to look up this initiative and put your signature to it. Because Protect Kids California needs 546,000 signatures by May 28. Now, I know many of you in this listen, listening audience live in California. Spread the word. Call your friends. Uh, call those of like mind. You know, there's 80% of us th that, that want this. 80%. I'm just going to keep repeating that. So uh, please, uh, you'd let your friends and neighbors know, make them aware of this. Uh, despite California's Democratic leadership, there is momentum in California. There's momentum across the state of California on parental rights issues. Uh, 
particularly gender identity issues. This 546,000 signature total by May 28 is a piece of cake. We just have to make people aware of it. Once you make people aware of it, you uh, this group, is they're going to get signatures just, just like hotcakes, flying hot off the presses. Uh, at least seven school districts in California have adopted policies banning schools from hiding children's uh, new gender identity from parents. And we've talked about these school districts. Some of those districts have clashed with the attorney general, which we've talked about. And he then has in turn slammed uh, these new policies as, quote, forced outing. So this attorney general doesn't want this to happen. You live in California. Many of you do. Many of this audience, I know you do. Spread the word. This initiative is, uh, uh, again, it's entitled Restricts Rights of Transgender Youth. It was deceptively titled by the attorney general's office, uh, but it is it doesn't restrict anyone's rights. It um it saves the kids. It absolutely is interested in, in saving the children. So listen, our eyes are opening and, and I love it. They're, they're going to continue to open. We're going to continue to shout this stuff from the mountaintops. I have got so much stuff here. Uh, you know, we're going to obviously have to get to it tomorrow because we're up against it. But, um, you know, what we talk about tomorrow uh, in terms of what uh, what the UN would love to see happen to our education system, uh, it, you know, what they are attempting to do and what our, our State Department is following along with in lockstep, uh, you're not going to like it. I'm telling you, tomorrow's going to be an important show. Uh, tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time or definitely catch it on the podcast. But there's there's so much to uncover. There's so much to talk about. And we're going to again continue to do it because our eyes have to not only continue to open, but they've got to stay open. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for today, America and our friends around the world. Invite your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age. 